0: Hi. Hi. <laughs> Long time no see. Yeah. Well, I just want to mention to our lovely listeners, (laughs) assuming we have any. um, We we of just ate a whole meal just before we started recording, so we've kind of caught up on each other's lives. Like the fact that I got my hair done today. It was great for the first time in so long. Literally, literally, oh, I was gonna shave it off. Honestly, I was gonna get Greg's. Clippers and get him to just shave me right down to the wood, down to like, oh, like a two razor. He's driving me nuts. I, or it's two setting. Mark went for a haircut the other day. Have uh-huh. I told you about this already? No. And he asked for a faux hawk. He went to Magic Cuts because he's like magic, <laughs> whatever. Like <laughs> I don't care how bad could I get, right? How'd they do? They did not do well. Oh no. He, I feel like he has nice hair and a nice face, so even if he shaved it all off, it would be fine. Yeah. But he asked for a faux hawk, and the lady was like, "Okay, like what razor setting do you want on the sides?" He's like, "I don't know, maybe like two. Oh. So she's like, "Okay," and oh, then okay, and no then, way. which is like a normal question for a faux hawk. Yeah. But then she asked well, she, she "What about to know, on top?" Yeah, she needs to know how to blend it. Yeah. You gotta go from like two three to four and exactly go off, blah, blah, blah. and then you have like that it's kind of a hitler youth look right? yes like, a little bit yeah okay yeah. that that was all the rage for a while for yeah sure. it's a good haircut for him yes he didn't get it but yeah i'm sorry yeah. greg has no okay. choice he shaves his head so okay he's a bald man yeah mark is pretty lucky he has nice luscious hair but <clears throat> yeah the lady she was like what about on top he's like i don't i don't, I don't know wow maybe like that a with, blend with a four see That's and then gosh. she just shaved it all off oh my god so it's just like buzz cut oh yeah it was definitely not a faux hawk <laughs> he was like oh you gotta have some length oh, on the top okay <laughs> oh i'm sorry <laughs> it was too late like once once they put like she erased she <laughs> ran the razor right through the middle thank god Eric he was on like that. oh I'm exactly and his hair grows very quickly so he's very yeah lucky. i'm lucky like i was talking to my hair today. i was telling her to cut more off she's like no 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 yeah. Because she wants me to keep it long. She's like, I like it long. You do a nice And I was like, day. it'll grow back. Don't worry. Like, <laughs> I've had my hair every color, every length, everything. Yeah. Like, I've done it all with my hair, so I don't give a shit. But anyway, I'm just, I feel like a new person, okay? It looks very good. It's amazing. I feel luxurious. I feel gorgeous. I feel so wonderful. Oh, it feels so good to have somebody play with your hair. Yeah, it does. Like that just, scalp mas- just massage. Just when massaging they... or even just touching it lightly, like the way she touches my hair. Yeah. just puts the feels highlights good. in and combing it and blow drying, Just ding, 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 ding. Oh. It's a good experience. It's like ASMR. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. I only recently learned what that was. Well. Now I know. Yeah, it's been a thing, right? I could probably do that Wait, wait, wait. Listen, listen. <laughs> I watched a video of Jack Black doing it. it was like oh, eating a burger. That's it was so, so gross. Oh, that's funny. It was too much. Do you know wait the man. girl who plays. Is it April on Parks and Rec? Yes. Aubrey Plaza. Yeah. She did a hilarious one. What you did do you Just Aubrey Plaza ASMR. It was for fun. It was just for she's such a weirdo. I love her. Oh she's great. Wait, but she does that smell like burning in here? <laughs> <laughs> no, Come on. I so yeah, I suddenly am like, I think it smells like burning. Anyway, it seemed like an urgent thing to discuss, but tell me more about Aubrey I Plaza. Think- smells like burning. Is your heart okay? Yeah, I think so. I'm okay. not a toast <laughs> No, I'm no. okay. not a toast smell. Anyway, she did this <laughs> ASMR thing. It's really funny. You should check it out. Mm-hmm. She does this thing. You know, she's opening her makeup bag and just going through her makeup and just make, putting things against the mic and making funny noises. Anyway, That's awesome. she's being really hilarious. So anyway, my point is, listeners, Brittany and I already caught up. So the main thing is I got my, my hair, hair done. Too. We ate pizza, salad, and mozzarella sticks. Brownies to come. Oh yeah, I made fresh <laughs> fudge brownies with walnuts. I'm very excited. And icing, and we're totally gonna eat that. That's gonna be, I don't know, again, I've never made these before, so. They'll I don't be very that. good. That's all that really matters, and we really wanna get down to business because we have some work to do here, people. We do, this all is right. a good episode. All right, so you start us off, we're doing Season one, episode six of Bones. The Man in the Wall. woo Alright, so... Let's go. Um, Angela is walking into Brennan's office on a Friday night. She's saying TGIF. <laughs> we try to convince her to take a night off of work for a girl's night at the club. Mm-hmm. And Brennan is not convinced. Lists a flurry of excuses why she can't go. She's like, my inbox is full. I have a TV show that needs researching a catalog for a skull for an exhibit for French Revolution, I don't know, for uh-huh. French Revolution something something. Right. Anyway, ultimately she pulls angel out of the room. So she didn't really put up too much of a fight. She like let her take her lob coat off and everything. Yeah. And she's wearing a huge belt. Oh, you got it girl! I did notice it. Who's wearing the belt? Brennan she's was wearing a belt. She's also wearing a chunky necklace. She does yes. this thing where she has this chunky necklace that sits on her cleave. Her heaving cleavage. <laughs> And it's like a thing, the way they dress her. But my thing in the scene is that apparently, first of all, Angela is dressed like a 90s college girl. And, she is. side note, Brennan apparently doesn't know what TGIF stands for. Yeah, she was just like, oh yeah, that's some kind of acronym. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Here we go. What happens next? Um, so, I also noticed while Angela was saying T- TGIF, she kind of snaps her fingers and does like this weird slow twerk. Oh, well, that's kind of indicative of where yeah. they're going, right? Okay, there. <laughs> you get it's just like a slow grind. Gets anyway. Worse. Gets worse. Gets so, worse. Uh, next scene. Yes. Um, they end up at the club. And Oh, <laughs> oh my, my god, god this scene is so ridiculous. It's so bad. But despite uh, Angela's best hopes and intentions, they end up in a fight because Brennan always has to sucker punch or kick someone during an episode. Oh my god, you're already there? Wow. I think so. So many things happen. So they're at the bar, right? Okay. Let me do this. I'm skipping. Yeah, you I'm skipping take this over. i skipping too much. Where, no, I, you're right. We should probably be bringing work for this. But <laughs> no, anyway, no. They're at the bar. Angela says she wants to tear it up. And Brennan asks Angela, this is another obtusity of Brennan's, where she's like, how does my costume look? I, I wrote that down as like an observation to be like, I think that this is one of many pieces of evidence that we have that suggests that Brennan has never been to a club before. Which we know is a lie. I, I thought so. It has to be a lie. There's no way that she hasn't been. So yeah, I wrote, all right, Jesus is what I wrote down <laughs> in the notes. And then I I asked, I was worried that this was going to be the most racist episode. Yeah. I was very worried. It it did cross my mind. (laughs) But it's it's completely unintentional. Like, it Hmm. it comes across racist. Racist. Well, it's very, like, yeah, I don't know. Brennan's out dancing with Angela, and she starts talking about the music. Like, she starts referring to this rap and hip-hop as tribal. And Angela was trying to be super like D on the D L about it, like please don't, don't say that, yeah. stop okay. talking. <laughs> there are like African American people, people here <laughs> that can hear you. So like, what happened? Oh shit! I wrote it down here. So she starts going on and on. Um. Oh, that was it. I was saying how she was acting stupid again with no social nuances, and she starts going in about going on about African American. And then somehow because. At every club, you can hear everyone around you. This is unrealistic. The fact that people can hear her call them tribe, call the music tribal. Yeah. Anyway, she like people start coming up to her. These women start coming up and like, oh yeah, whose music are you calling tribal? Are you calling me an animal? Yeah. It just it does does not go well. Takes offense to what she's saying, and she starts some shit with Brennan and. Brennan's trying to, like, talk science to her. This is not the time to talk science to this woman, like... It's, it's not good. Way to defuse the situation <laughs> at all. And then she had this woman come and defend her. Like, she did. Yeah. But then the one that woman that defended her, I think it made it worse. Yeah. Is then they really started to fight, like... Yes. Brennan ends up literally fighting some guy and roundhouse kicking him into a wall. But I love that I wrote down... Don't touch Brennan, because every time somebody touches her, especially grabbing her arm, that's like her one move. That's her set off. (laughs) It's like, touch my arm, yeah, you're going to get kicked, or you're going to get, like, slammed onto the ground. I said, we all know what happens when you grab Brennan. (laughs) It's true. Well, if he hadn't, though, we wouldn't have this episode, because he ends up in the wall. Yeah. It's precisely where this mummified body is. Yes. Ta-da! And it's filled with crystal meth. And now everyone is filled with crystal meth. Yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a, like a cloud. A big cloud of meth goes <laughs> in the friggin' air. Everybody's basically high as <laughs> shit. And apparently Angela has done crystal meth before because oh, she tasted it. it and she's like, oh, oh. uh-oh. Uh-huh. Recognize the taste. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah, we, can, I, we didn't know it was meth though. Like I said, a bunch of coke or meth comes flying out, and yes, true. Angela figures it out immediately. True, like the vixen she is. She does. That's true. Okay, I kind of I think because I have subtitles on, mm-hmm. I knew that it was meth. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, I wouldn't have known. Yes, what happens? What What's the most exciting thing that happens next? Like within the same scene? Well, or next scene. The next scene. Next scene. Yes. Brennan and Angela are hi. Yes. So, also, Booth shows up with his girlfriend, with Tessa. Tessa's here. Finally. Yes. We haven't seen her in a couple episodes. I'm so happy to see her. I was happy to see her, but I don't think she was happy to see Brennan. I don't know. I don't know about any of this. I have a lot to say about this whole Tessa situation, but I was very excited and happy to see Tessa. I was like, first of all... Booth is getting totally scolded by some dude because Brennan is fucked story. She's all messed up and acting all crazy because she inhaled a bunch of drugs. And then Tessa says to Brennan, You look really high right now. Like you She's like your pupils, pupil <laughs> darling. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with you? And Brennan's being so aggressive, being oh. like, stay away from the scene. <laughs> to like everyone, including federal agents. She's like, don't touch my crime scene. And yeah, she's being like a weird gorilla. like oh, Get away yeah. from here. Ah, don't touch it. Ah. And poor Zach shows up, who mm-hmm. is like the most innocent little man ever. I know. And he's completely confused by Brennan's behavior. And Booth does not explain this properly to him. He's like, oh, let's just say that uh, your boss inhaled. Like, Zach does not know what that means. No, he's dumb. But also, he says the most funniest thing that made me laugh so hard, and I wrote it in big bold letters, because he tells Brennan, he's like all like, watching her freak out, and he tells her to simmer down! (laughs) Simmer down! That is so... Such an old man thing to say! Don't you think that is a no, bit to so. Your neighbors are gonna fucking. No, me. that's okay. <laughs> Our neighbor kicks the wall, so oh, we might hear that. By the way, I'm in Britney's house right now. Oh, true. Yeah, that's kind of an important detail. BT dubs. <laughs> I'm in Britney's house. Okay, so yeah, and I'm it's very, not dusty <laughs> in here at all. No, it's, it's immaculate. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and I had a question about how late it was at night that. Who and Tessa were having dinner somewhere. Yeah, it seemed kind of late. Like if they're going to the club. Yeah. What time? I are wouldn't going think like and? yeah, ten eleven o'clock at the very earliest. I would think at ten o'clock at like the earliest. There's nobody there at ten. No. That's true, <laughs> and there is, are lots of people. It's bumping. This place is hopping. Yeah, it was. So. Yeah, I guess they just ate really late. I don't know. I don't know. They must have some twenty four hour steakhouse in Washington Maybe. or some barbecue place. Tessa's really unimpressed though, because they wow. miss they miss this date. Strange. Eventually she leaves because mm-hmm. she's like, Okay, I'm done with this. Like there's literally a dead body in the wall. Obviously this is gonna take longer mm-hmm. than Booth had originally indicated. Yes. So she goes to leave and he hands her cash for a cab Listen. and then apologizes. I have a lot to say. A lot of things happened that you're not mentioning, but I'm sorry. I I'm have so to talk sorry. about Please, these I'm so sorry. Please just keep scaling back. It's yes. insane. She's I'm like skipping no, much. Tessa's, well, you're probably doing the right thing. No. We talked about this, and we're, but it's insane to me because first before Tessa's, the whole Tessa thing happens, this amazing actor shows up. His name is Bokeem Woodbine. Okay. And there's some things you need to know about this guy. Okay. He plays the main dude. First of all, Paul. Paul. Okay. He's always the bad dude. He's amazing. I love him. He's been around. He's been acting for like over 20 years. I saw him in The Rock with Nicolas Cage and Sean Connery. Really? 20 years ago. And he looks the same. Yeah, I was For, gonna say he looks very young. He looks the same. To be in a, a movie twenty years ago. That's why I was like, "How old is this guy?" Because I saw him. He was really he's having some kind of renaissance right now. He's been in more things recently, including yeah. Fargo a season of Fargo. That's where I've seen him more recently. Okay. Yeah, yes. he's very menacing and mad as well. Yes. But yeah, he's been around forever, and he's like, I love him. Like I couldn't believe when he walked in. I was like, what. I feel like there are quite a few famous actors that come onto this show, oh, yeah. like yeah. famous TV actors. Mm, mm. I don't know about famous movie actors, we, but famous—he t- is a movie actor, I guess. He, actor. he does lots of, yeah, he's done lots yeah. of movies. So never sure. mind, famous movie actor. Yeah, he's amazing. But regardless, it always makes me laugh when they act like, "How long is this going to take?" Like, they act like- <laughs> "Oh yeah, like ca- I cannot believe you're inconveniencing me." Um, there's a dead person in the wall. Oh, my God. Obviously, this is going to take a little longer than... Every time. Yeah. Can you hurry Always up confused. your investigation? Hurry up. It's like, like this just happened. I'm so happened. sorry that this I'm doing my job. Literally just, just happened, <laughs> and you want it like cleared up and open up the place next well, day. Well, not everyone is working, though. Angela is uh, too busy commenting on uh, Listen, Tessa and Lou's sh- relationship. I have a question <laughs> about this. Yes. Does Tessa recognize her from when she stopped her at the coffee I was... Shop? I <laughs> the same thing! <laughs> She literally stalked her. I'm
1: like, did she write and no pretended time?
0: that she had no idea who she was? She's Brennan's best friend, which Tessa now obviously knows. So she must be like, um, yeah, okay, you creepo. Tessa's a lawyer. She's not stupid. No, she doesn't like any of this situation. Yeah. Oh, Why so did Booth bring her here? I don't know. He should have just left her at home. There, there are a couple instances like on bones of the show generally where partners end up places that they shouldn't end up. Yeah, well we'll talk that about, comes up yeah again. A little <laughs> late. It comes up again, I agree. It's kinda of bad. But yeah, Angela, okay, so she she just always steps over the line. Like in this case she's like, it's so hard to believe that you two would be a couple. Oh my God. You know, a cop and a lawyer. It's so touching. Like me. shut up, Angela. What is her endgame? Does she want Brennan and Booth to get together? I still don't know. Does she want to get with Booth? What is Angela doing? Yeah. What are her motivations? What is her intention? I have no concept of... What's going on here? Like is she cock blocking? Is she doing something else? Is she like what's she house? just crazy, maybe? Well, she is on drugs at this moment. That's true. So okay. Give her the benefit of she the doubt. She is video. making a lot of comments, I agree. That's true. But the whole cash thing really curved, I made when he now. yeah, when he gives her cash for a cab, I was like I've been um uh, like Also he is an FBI agent, so I'm sure he makes okay money. Also but she's a lawyer. Get her a car. I don't know. Yeah. Or let let her walk her out to a cab. And don't just leave her like they're in like a basement club so she has to walk up to the street flag a cab and then go home by herself portessa i agree portessa but also why did he bring her here? yeah he, that should never have happened but there's also okay i did skip a lot of things yes Newst, when he's talking to the club owner uh-huh. i loved i found it so funny because brennan is so high she keeps interjecting. So she she keeps like, you know how a, a young, very small child, like they yes. play like that like, oh, I'm going to keep repeating what you're saying. <laughs> you? She starts doing that with Booth. Oh my God. So, like She's repeating what Booth is saying to this club owner who's already agitated. And Booth is like, shut up. <laughs> Why are you talking? So she does that. Why are you talking? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Precisely what what you just did. Precisely what you just did. (laughs) But she's being really like Like, so high. It's so annoying. I thought she was funny. I thought it was hilarious, but it was annoying. (laughs) I know. It was really, it was so, she was very excited about the prospect of having this mummy. This modern mummy, which she'd never had an opportunity because it's very rare that you get a modern mummy. So she was willing to stay up all night long and investigate all this stuff. I have questions about that as well. This is my last I have three points. We've covered yes. two of them. This is my last okay. point. Like, should she be investigating a crime when she is high as a kite? Is like, will it even stand up in court, anything that she finds? These are very valid questions. I'm <laughs> on your side. <laughs> like, she's a genius whether she is high as a kite or sober as a judge. Judge. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Pregnancy brain. I can't think of words sometimes. Unless <laughs> am like, "Oh, uh, what?" Anyway, so yeah. So regardless, she's always a genius. Hmm. But does the court think she's a genius? Well, Zach. At there. that moment, yeah, Zach is there. He'll be fine. He doesn't know what's going on, but He's clueless. that's fine. Anyway, so yeah, Tess is gone at that point. At the end of the scene, yeah. Brennan's like, "I got this. I'll stay up all night." Right. Uf is like. You do you, boo I'm not gonna fight you Yeah, but so does he stay there? I think that he No, he leaves Because so he goes to interrogate someone No, he he ends up back at the FBI Headquarters Ugh. Talking with Paul Yeah and his that night, But though? I think it's the next morning Exactly So why didn't we just go home with Tessa? That's true well, Oh she, my gosh, he probably left like five minutes later Tessa's like, sweet, I ditched Tessa I just have to give her $10 oh Go <laughs> But also Tessa has no sense of humor. I will say yeah. she's a little bit of a hard ass, like about this whole situation. But I, I can she, understand she's just not in the mood to deal with this shit. Yeah, she's like, "What the? What are you doing, Booth? Like bringing me here? This is bullshit." I think I also just told a lie. What? I think he does go back to the lab with them. Oh, okay. There's that gro- gross scene coming up with the hand gloves i didn't think we'll that go no that was the next day you think the next day 100 we know yeah was... she's like i showered and yeah, 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 oh yeah. true still the next day okay sorry the point stands all Excellent. right so she's excited about this mummy and then we have our intro Jeffersonian, yeah, and that I wrote the next day. Like I asked the question. It is. I think it is that one hundred percent for sure. This is the next day. Is they're back at the Jeffersonian and Angela and and not Hodgins. Angela and Brennan are high as kites, and Hodgins is just absolutely loving this because he's or sorry, they're hung over, not high as kites anymore. Yeah, they've come down off the. the And he's like so happy about this because he has unlimited jokes about their current situation oh I know. he's like telling her to drink chamomile tea Brennan's miserable monkey off her back yeah exactly <laughs> and then uh, angela wrote ask the age-old question are you sure you need me here <laughs> she said, and, and i'm not what sure does that angela do do? Her? what does angela do everybody she actually doesn't end up doing anything in this scene so she probably could have gone home but that's fine Girl's getting paid. Michaela's getting paid. And Brennan is upset that she forced her to go to the club. Of course, Brennan doesn't take responsibility so. for her own life. She's so codependent. That's fine. But yeah, um, they, they're just around the mummy. They're we, hanging out. Yeah, they're on the, I call it the stage, because it's yes. like in the middle of the lab, and it's like up on stairs, so it's like a big stage in the middle exactly. of the Exactly. So they're on the stage. And then Booth shows up and calls the mummy tut. I thought that was really funny. <laughs> How about man the touch! <laughs> and Brennan's like he's in better shape than I am. Oh my god! Like oh is he? Because he's dead. Like so dead. He's dry and yeah, dead. he's all dried <laughs> up and dead. Ooh, <laughs> that's really funny. So yeah, they're not doing so well. But Hodgins is actually working, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he determines that this victim died of as- died of asphyxiation. That that word is very hard to say. Sometimes, yeah. And does he no die pregnant? You it's just ate true. Pizza. It's just bad. ate pizza, you mm-hmm. can't think of words sometimes. It's fine. Yes. <laughs> but he died instantaneously of an overdose after he got stuck in the wall, trying to squeeze through a space that was too narrow for him. And then there was dry air convection behind the wall, so even though he looked like he'd been there forever and ever and ever, because he looked like a mummy, he's actually only been dead for six weeks. Is that where they, oh yeah, that's where they determine that. So they're saying that he basically inhaled a bunch of meth from a bag that exploded. Yeah. This comes up later, I'm sure. But this is an interesting thing that I was reading about. Can I tell you? Of course. So the next thing that happens is they try to determine the identity of the mummy. And in order to do that, um, Brennan starts to skin one of the victim's hands which was so creepy but also so cool it was that really could cool do that. and booth was like yammering on about how he's gonna go on this trip to costa rica <laughs> my favorite place with uh his friend tessa right Or he's thinking of going there with her right? i think he was thinking of it but i think he was honestly also thinking like hey i want to talk about literally anything else but watch you in this hand. Yeah, he was trying to like distract himself. He's like kind of looking away. But this is really cool because I actually looked this up about rehydrating mummified remains for fingerprints. And there was an actual study that I pulled up from this researchgate.net on um, what was it? I wrote it down. The Journal of Forensic Sciences. It's a public report that you can read. It's a couple pages long. And there's like an actual like they actually did Experiments and they figured out the solution to use and that it basically it's hit or miss like you can either get good prints Usable prints or non-usable prints. It just it's worth a try so they mix it salt, alcohol, time. and what? It worked this time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they would mix like salt, water, and alcohol or ethanol together and they rehydrate the hands. It doesn't take that long. That's so interesting. And they use the same method she used. Like in the study, they talked about the So tape. it's a real it's a real thing. It's yeah, true. They talked about the scotch tape and the yeah. getting doing all that stuff that she did. That's so, so I got, cool. I was like, That's what she did. Yeah. That's so So it's actually based in reality, not just like, look at this cool thing that we can do that's not true. I just wanted to know if some of the science, because we talk about the science all the time, and whether it's like real or not real, and this is actually real. Yeah, that is extremely cool. Booth's grossed out about it anyway. I had a different takeaway. Yours is much cooler. Oh, well, I just found it funny that Booth was really grossed out and Brennan looked like she was turned on. Oh, yeah. Brennan's like, this is the time of my life. I get to wear this glove she's wearing the dead man's hand. Guess I won't have to get winter gloves this year. <laughs> Actually, I think Booth <laughs> says that to her, which is honestly kind of gross. I think it's funny though. Oh yeah, <laughs> I don't have to buy you gloves for Christmas or like. like oh, yeah. okay, thanks. No, but my my takeaway from this was okay. He's saying he's gonna go on vacation on Thursday. I'm assuming today is Saturday. When was the last time you booked a vacation? And went there within six days. Okay. We are Canadian. That's true. Our main airline. We only have one airline. This is true. <laughs> we don't have a lot of choices. <laughs> if we have to use other airlines, we usually have to go from an Air Canada flight true. to an American flight. But isn't he, like, isn't it going to be expensive now to go to Costa Rica on such last minute notice? Maybe he'll get a last minute deal. I know people who've gotten... Better deals than I have. And yeah. I booked like months in advance. Never mind then. I was just like, this seems a little overly optimistic for him to try to do this on stuff Maybe short he's night. got special. Maybe. Because he's an FBI FBI guy. benefits. I He'll don't know. In, like an FBI safe mix. Have you ever met an FBI agent on vacation? I have not. No. Have you? <laughs> no. I thought you were going to say yes. I was actually really looking I forward to that. I think it would that. be cool. Like I've met cops and firefighters, but I haven't met yeah. like CIA agents. But could they tell you? why would they go to where I'm going? Why would they go somewhere more exotic, you know? I feel like FBI agents and CIA agents, they're just like us. It's like... The <laughs> <job every day. laughs> they're just like us. I love it. <laughs> like, they're public servants. So I don't think they make, like, crazy money True. that they could go to set, like... Yeah, you That right. they could be hidden up... Certainly, like, like, MI6 James Bond. No, place. exactly. They're not, not having uh, alpha romance things shaken but not stirred Mm -hmm. okay so what happens next fingerprints happen yes they match it to a a gentleman named roy taylor also known as dj mount angela's favorite and most respected dj apparently
1: she's his biggest
0: fan yeah 100 percent. and he apparently plays uh he's a dj in dc and always plays at the club. Quote-unquote, the club. The club. Basement club, I think it's called. Yeah, but I didn't were. find that until later in the episode. Yeah. I just kept referring it to... The club. Referring to it as the club. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's more than that's one true. club in Washington. In all of Washington, <laughs> D.C. But that's fine. It's the only one that matters. I was a bit confused because Booth is just sitting at this random computer in the Jeffersonian. Yes. And somehow able to get these fingerprint results. Does he have access to the FBI database through there? I guess so. I guess? Anyway, I guess it doesn't really matter. I was just very curious. Well, I mean, they are working together. True. But I never see her go to the FBI office and go willy-nilly on their computers, so. Yeah. Seems a bit odd, but that's fine. He has more clearance than she does. Maybe they beamed it to him. Okay, so what happens next? So now Booth walks into, I believe this is a couple hours later, like later in the day. Booth walks into Brennan's office, and she's sitting on her couch working, and rap music is playing from the computer. And <sighs> Booth is acting like such a white guy. Oh boy! In the scene, like he acts like he's acting like rap music is dumb, and he doesn't understand it. But also raps. Oh my god, at the, end of the scene. <laughs> but also Brennan doesn't understand it. She's like. Um, well I know rap artists and I know that they sometimes kill each other over their music. I know these rap artists like Jam Master J T Biggie. I've done my googling. Yes, yeah, she googled. He's them. like, You have no idea who you're talking about <laughs> But he might not either. No. No. I don't know. Like this is weird territory we're in now. Yeah. It's an interesting thing. I guess because neither of them I, I don't know what year is this man like rap music 2005 been around. come on I did look this up this ep- episode came out November 15th 2005 okay which is relevant for a point I'll make in another scene alright sounds anyway. good I can't wait it's not that exciting so the fun thing is is that she starts sitting there sort of I call it anthropologizing anthropologizing yes where she sort of like starts to sort of socially put like where is rap music in history type of thing and then she leaves to go have a meeting with the F- FBI forensics people because she needs to get facts but I've never seen her so collaborative ever yes I wrote this down too because she's like she when she meets up so in, in two scenes or so when she meets up with the FBI forensics team yes she's like actually following their lead she's not like trying to force her way she's actually listening to what they say it's very confusing these drugs had an impact on her well I know why she's doing it obviously she has to because if she screws any of this up it gets dismissed. Yes. If there's like any kind of court case. So she has to follow these rules. But you would think that she just investigated a bunch of stuff high. So maybe that would be a problem too. But anyway, I'll find no. stop talking about it. She can just it. say Zach and sign off on it. It's fine. Even <laughs> though he's an intern, whatever. My, my thing is that she's usually very contrary, contrarian with authority, especially Homeland Security. Yeah, Homeland Security, FBI, she's just always, like, fighting Yeah, let's work together, and let's be a good team kind of person. Exactly. It's kind Mm. of a different, kind of a change in personality. Uh Uh-huh. But, and then, okay, Booth, also, her and Booth tend to do their interviews together. We've seen in the last couple episodes that he does some interviews by himself. Right. So this is one example, I guess. But, Hull. Who Who's he interviewing? So now he's, okay, so Booth is back by himself at FBI headquarters. He's talking to the owner of the club, this guy Randall Hall, and a man who appears to be Hall's bodyguard, this Oaks guy. We don't know his we name. We don't yet. know his name yet, but I know it's Oaks, so I'm going to tell you it's Oaks for now. i will talk about Oaks, don't you worry. Oh, we have things to discuss. Mm-hmm. But Booth is looking for insight into DJ Mount, And basically Halls is somewhat reluctant or Hall is somewhat reluctant to give information, but basically saying, yeah, he was a DJ who was involved with drugs. He had a rivalry with DJ rules and he basically suggests like, we need to talk to, you need to talk to DJ rules, but partway through this interaction, Mm -hmm. his bodyguard gets up to leave. He asked him to leave. He asked him to leave. Hall was like, "Okay, get out of here, so I can tell him about this rival rivalry with DJ Rules." Yeah, which is so kinda weird. yeah, Hall like basically Hall slash Bokeen, my friend Bokeen. Yes, is like talking to Booth, but like trying to like spell the tea on like all the drug stuff and how they got this. Uh, anyway, it's a little bit heavy handed and a bit odd. Like it's obvious. It seems like. This is one of the, they they do a lot of, myth. I guess a lot of the writers with, with Bones, the writers tend to try to give us a little misdirection. This is probably the beginning of a little misdirection where he's like, hey, yeah, but check out this, this bad guy. Yeah, but are you buying this? Like, look no, at this guy. No, absolutely not. Look at this hall guy. First of all, yeah. is this, does he have his cane with him in this scene? He does. He, he has, has a cane. cane. He has a freaking cane. And it's like. It's fancy. It's got like obviously, a tiger head or something on obviously it. Obviously, he's a villain. Like, villain. Yeah, it's titans. very clear. It's true. Yeah. And he gets his bodyguard to get up and leave halfway through this. So, he's like, I don't want the bodyguard to hear me tell him about this rivalry. Rivalry. Because I guess he probably... I'm thinking maybe it's not true. So, he doesn't want the bodyguard to like react to this so-called information. Weird, right? But when the bodyguard leaves, though, mm-hmm. he gives booth a look which seems to catch booth's attention you saw a look i saw a look you did not I, well when i watched the episode for the second time i was like wow i'm looking for a look wow and there was a look wow that's my own Wilson. there's a look <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> which i did not catch the first time but i caught the look the second time okay okay we will talk about the look later oh <laughs> look at me up today. What, okay. happens? what happens? What happens okay. next? Okay, back at the club. They're back at the club. Yes. Brennan and Zach are filming between the walls where they found the body and they're using this tiny little camera and then Zach makes some stupid obtuse comment about how he doesn't understand dance clubs, but can you imagine Zach dancing? Oh my God. Well, apparently I can because apparently he looks like a marionette in a windstorm. Well, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's exactly how I picture it. <laughs> So they find uh, some dusty or they find footprints in the dust behind the wall. And this is um yeah, so they have to decide how they're going to get behind the wall to get some more pictures of it or something like that. Yeah, is there like do we need to take the wall down or is there a way to get behind the wall which if there was someone behind the wall at one point there must be a way to get there. But I guess they don't want to disturb the Yeah, so scene. they have to figure things out really quickly. But yes. I just, I want to skim over the next scene because I cannot stand these scenes unless you want to talk about it in depth. I, the, no, the only thing that I was thinking of is that Hodgins is constantly putting Zach down, but Brennan does the exact opposite. Like, she's always trying to support him. Yeah. And this is just another example. Like, he's like, how's the club? Like, what's it like? Hmm. And... She's kind of like, oh, wait, like, have you never been to a club? Have you never danced? And he's like, well, I would look like a marionette
1: in In a windstorm. That's
0: what I've been told. Yes. And she's like, you would have fit right in last night. Like, you got to go clubbing. Wow. Like, okay, Brennan, slow your roll. I think advice from Brennan. We should start a list. Not good so (laughs) far. So Mm. far, not good. I don't know that Zach would have that great a time at this club. No, definitely not. But, yeah, okay, sorry. The next scene is. Sorry, it's fine. I'm just. Listen, we can move on. The next scene. Is, it was so awkward. Well, I know what they're doing. This is the humanizing yes, scene. Exactly. This is where they humanize the victim because right now all we know about him is that he's a DJ, he's has a rivalry with this person, and he was a drug dealer. Yes. So now we have a scene in Booth's office back at the FBI. It's Roy Taylor's father. He has a box with him with all kinds of memorabilia. Uh, this guy is played by a gentleman named Robert Gossett, who is related to Louis Gossett Jr., I'll just let you know. They are related. I did not know that. And he's been around a long time. He's been acting okay. in Hollywood for a long, long time. This is a stat cast. No, the cast is... The guy who plays... Anyway, we'll get into Oaks later, but wow. Like, these guys are amazing. Yeah. They're they're what... Uh, uh Kevin Avery and... um. Oh, damn. I've just forgotten his name. They used to host a podcast called Denzel Washington is the greatest actor of all time, period. And they had actors that they called working black actors and working black actresses, like people who've been working for 30 years in the back. Yeah. Like, they've always been there in all these movies and TV yeah. shows. And they just happen to be African American, you know? Yeah. Oh, and this is one of those guys. All right. Guy. Um, regardless. So he's there to humanize the victim. By basically saying the total opposite of what Hull said. He's like a Christian boy, he's a good boy, blah, blah, blah. And Booth is like, oh, okay, blah. but that's how your son was as a kid, but not necessarily how he is. And he's basically saying, are you going to investigate my son's murder? And Booth is like, yes, I'm going to investigate his death. Uh-huh. I'm sorry for your loss. But at no point is he like, this is a murder. He like had, does not admit that at any point. No, well, he can't. They don't know the circumstances of his death yet, and I don't think Booth believes that it's a murder either, because he always likes to speculate. Yeah, but he wouldn't do that to the parents. No, exactly. He's pretty. He's he's fast to tell them they're dead. Yes. But he's not so fast to tell them how they died. That's true. <laughs> he wants to run over to their house and tell them right away that they're dead. Your son has he died. Him he's dead. <laughs> I'm so sorry for your we loss. We don't know how yet, but he's we'll figure gone. it out though. My thing was is that uh, he mentioned something. The father mentioned something to booth about how uh, that the, he was basically a good kid and that a palm reader told oh, him I have comments. once that he, his son would be a great man. And I was like, I hope he didn't pay much for that. I was thinking that too. But also <laughs> like, how much is he relying on this palm reader? And he's like a good Christian man, right? Yes. It was confusing. Mm. Uh, when I was, when Mark and I were trying for a baby. Yes. My friend was like, "I did this." Translation: They were having sex all the time. I mean, (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. But my friend was like, "Hey, I did this tarot card reading. It was like ten dollars on Etsy for like a fertility thing. Like, what it'll tell you like when you have your baby." Oh my god. I don't believe in any of this stuff, but I was curious. It's like when you'll have your baby, what the gender will be, and all that stuff. Did it come true? One hundred percent wrong. Oh, good. That's very good. Have you ever had, uh, did Greg's sister ever do the necklace thing over her hand? No. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, no, the necklace thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, the, she didn't do it. Oh, yeah. But we recently did that. A group of girls and I up at Planitza, we did that. Yes. And, yeah, we all did, like, and it was right for yeah. all for all of us, like, for the first time. The necklace did not move, girl. No. I like, <laughs> so, like, I guess I'm not having babies. <laughs> I could have told you that <laughs> 10 years ago. Anyway <laughs> I Yeah, it was it was weird. Although for mine it just kept going. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I think this I'm doesn't work. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. i was like, um Yeah, I, I went to a school went to school for a lot of years. I can't I can't afford to have like eight children. <laughs> I, I gotta go back to work at some point. Yeah, because Brendan hers, it was definitely three, two boys and a girl. That's crazy. Yeah, and crazy, right? Oh my gosh. Okay. Anyway. Better, it's a more, obviously more reliable than the tarot card reading, so. The only thing I had a question about in this particular scene, because the father's crying about this, right? It's his son's dead, obviously. I'm thinking he needs grief counseling. Yes. Why are you here? Like, well, don't. Booth's not going to help you. And then, Yeah. of course, Booth is like sitting there, so awkward, right? Like, what do you do? He was pretty nice about it though, the fact that he took the meeting. Yeah. was like pretty he's a pretty compassionate person. hundred percent. And apparently religious. I didn't really I oh never really looked God. up on that. But like could recite psalms from memory. Listen. <sighs> when the father starts saying that that psalm or whatever it was, like deliver me from iniquity or something. And then Booth starts like finishing the song. I was like wondering is the writer like is Kathy Reichs this the woman that this show is based on, is she religious? I would think that she, either she is very religious or she had a thought and she went, I wonder if there is a good, like, psalm or Bible Bible verse that would, like, fit this character. And then kind of just looked it up. Yeah. It well, seems very specific, though. It does seem specific and also, obviously... This is painting a totally different picture of the victim. Oh, my God. We were supposed to just brush over this and we ended up. That's okay. We can move on now. Yes. (laughs) I'm sorry. The father came. It was sad. Well, now we know the kid a little bit better. But now we're back with Zach and Brennan behind the wall. Mm -hmm. And they're following the forensics guy Mm -hmm. from the FBI. Yes. Very unlike Brennan, who this guy's like, we need to follow FBI forensic protocol. Mm Mm-hmm. Then they see the footprints. They see some dried blood on the walls, a small charm laying on the floor. They pick that up. Brennan puts her flashlight in her mouth. Uh-huh. I, am I a germaphobe now because of COVID? I was like, ugh. Take that You've out of her that. mouth. You've never done that. Do I'm things? sure I have, but seeing someone else do it, Nobody I was like... he does it. Ugh. Have you, got, have you ever watched X-Files? They do it all the time. Okay, fair. Any kind of spy movie. It's, it's any, my COVID brain. Any thief movie. True, I guess you need like a you third it in your hand. And then, yeah. then, like use your hands, to take pictures and shit. Okay, true. Okay, fine. Fair. funny. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't do it now. I I agree. I had a question about this scene. Why yes. did no one scrape any of that blood for DNA? I think that they did. No, they didn't. I didn't hear them mention anything. About that the they blood. talk about the blood in a later scene. Generally about how they're Whose blood is it We have no idea (laughs) But this is the This is the piece that I looked up the date of this episode for Oh fun Because I didn't know who Willard was And this FBI agent Is like Hey like Willard Call Zach Willard Because he's like Or take it easy there Willard Because Zach is like are you trying to scare us by pointing out there's rats. We've been to places where rats eat the laces right out of our boots. And this guy's like, okay, take it easy there, Willard. Everything's gonna be fine. So I looked up this movie, Willard. Oh my god, this is happening. This is actually I happening. I looked it up. A pop reference that Brittany doesn't know about. I didn't know. It was so sad. Wow. But then when I looked it up, I'm pretty sure I've seen this movie. It is a horror film mm-hmm. from 2003. Mm-hmm. So it's fairly relevant to is 2005. It not new? There was, it was a, the 2003 is a remake. Yeah, because the original is like the 70s. Yeah, 1978 or something. I saw the 70s one. Okay, well, the 2003 one looked pretty good too. I think I've seen it. Is it just like rats taking over and killing people? Basically, yeah. Yeah. That he like tries to, this guy who's kind of creepy, he's the protagonist, he tries to exterminate all these rats, then becomes friends with one of the rats, Mm -hmm. and then rats kill everyone. I don't know about everyone. Spoiler alert, maybe not. But now I'm getting it conflated, I'll tell you right now. I'm going to look it up Why are I might talking? be wrong. No, no, you're absolutely right. That is definitely the plot of Willard, and I have seen it. I used to watch more horror movies than I do now. I'm, I get too scared. Ben. It's a movie, Ben. Yeah, that was the... It, it was, was a, Michael Jackson. That was the sequel. 1972. That was the sequel. Was it Michael Jackson? I'm to see who's in it. Ben. Yeah, that's another rat movie. I think it actually was. Okay, I'm gonna look this up because, yeah, its sequel was Ben. The oh. first film was Willard and then its sequel was Ben. Okay. Yeah, I saw Ben as well. I thought Michael Jackson was in that one. Could be. Because there's a song that he plays at the piano. I'm looking this up real time, guys. Ben. I don't see his name on here, but perhaps. Now uh, he wrote the song. Ben, the two of us, we look no more. I can't sing anymore. I'm sorry. It sounds ben, good. Ben, the two of us, need look no more. We both found what we were looking for. Oh, here, yeah. The last line <laughs> of the song is an obvious reference to the Michael Jackson song, Ben. Ben, the two of us, Need Look No More. Yes. It's repeated multiple times as the song fades out. Ben, The the song by Pearl Jam. Need look no more. Yeah, exactly. Well, now I need to watch this movie, although horror is not my genre, so. You do not need to watch it. It is very bad. Okay. That's okay. I'll save some time then. (sighs) But yeah, that was my only point about this. Everything's fine. They picked up this charm. They're going to take it back to the lab. They're going to figure out what's going on with it. They have pictures now of the footprints. They... Maybe took samples of the dried blood. Hopefully, if they didn't, hopefully the FBI forensics teams did. And now we're back in the lab. All right. Examining the charm. Yeah. So where are we? Um, Brennan oh, is examining the charm. Back at the lab. Brennan is... Yes. Yeah, the earring. She found this earring in the wall. Sorry, I lost my photo. I, like, I, I got you. Booth is talking about the DJ mount and rules rivalry and then angela walks in and i wrote what does she do well she what is she doing here the diamond is real or fake yes she does that and then i think it was torches booth goes on in on booth about whether he buys Tessa jewelry or not because they're going away together and booth just ignores her basically like i don't really want to talk about it right now lay off listen he went from like, totally talking to her to, like, basically dismissing her. Oh, yeah. Scene Completely in ignores her, like, halfway through the scene. He's like, I don't want to talk about it. She keeps going, and he just ignores her and moves on. 100%. That's how you have to deal with people like Angela. I know. But she does make herself useful by saying that the earring is actually a, button ring, a, a belly button ring. Yes. And then Hodgins comes in. Hodgins! <laughs> And he is a useful person. Mm-hmm. He has told them that the particulates on DJ Mount's eyeballs, mm-hmm. which are directly in front of them, yes. making those very queasy. Yeah, he walks in with eyeballs. Um, from the eyeballs, they have determined that, and that from the eyeballs and then a little bit of analysis by Brennan, they've determined that someone smothered DJ Mount mm-hmm. by pushing a bag of meth against his face, and DJ Mount was in fact murdered, just like his dad said, because he is a good boy all right so now we have a real case here we do and we know who needs to be questioned next because they didn't really have anything to question rules on but now this belly button ring says love rules and let me spell spell that out for you because it's not as you would think it should be spelled it's l-u-v space r-u-l-z yes you said yeah. Z. What's wrong with you? Is that not the Canadian way to say it? No, Zed. Zed Sorry, Zed. let me try again. L-U-V <laughs> Space R-U-L-Z. Dare spell it in America. Damn Americans. <laughs> yeah, so my so she cleans off the belly button ring. Yes. Which I thought I don't know. She kinda just cleans it off, right? You yeah. Know? Anyway. She she basically hands it to the tech. Don't oh, you she's... want the blood? Like, don't you want to examine? I'm very yeah. concerned about the blood. They're not checking in. They too. don't seem to care about the blood. Maybe the FBI forensics team cares. I'm not sure. I don't know, man. We'll find out. But yeah, so it's now? sad he's dead. Yeah. Let's move on. <laughs> Unfortunately, he <you> died. <laughs> so now we have the introduction of our friend, rules. They go to this studio, this hilarious studio. It's in some basement oh somewhere where like rules and his, his hype man are like, um, rapping, rapping, and, and having out. a good time. So, Oh, all right. I made a mistake earlier in the show where I thought that Randall Hall, who was being interviewed as the owner of the club. I thought that the guy he was with, his bodyguard was rules Oh, I was that's very why you confused. were like. That's why he must leave the room. But then I okay. found out that this guy was rules, and I wrote here. Am I a racist? Like I am a <laughs> racist now because I I was like, no, you, they didn't make it clear. I didn't understand why Randall Hall dismissed his bodyguard in that yes. moment to talk about him. I thought it was really weird. And anyway. I think I think that because it is a different person, I really do think that he did that because he's telling him something that. He was telling Booth something that might not be true. Yeah, so and yeah. He doesn't want his bodyguard to like, make a face that gives away the fact that this is a lie. Exactly. He doesn't want to implicate him, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. So, anyway, they go to the studio, they're jamming, and Rules reveals that he hates DJ Mount, the victim, because he slammed him in one of his tracks. And nobody does that to DJ You're Rules. No way. This guy is a pipsqueak, by the way. I could totally <laughs> take him in the ring. Just come on, Rules!
1: I don't Three know rounds, he could.
0: 2 minutes. I've got you. He anyway. has that hurting wrist though. Exactly. Wouldn't I'm totally fight. him. <laughs> you could if he if he had a good wrist, you could still beat him. I think I could still get him. For That's sure. So tiny. I could just overwhelm him with my size. <laughs> he's he's very small. But and he he's we learned that he knows who the owner of this belly button ring it yes. is because obviously he gave her this ring. And, B- B- said, and, and Booth is like, wait, why would she not give it back? And he's like, it has a diamond. Would you give it back? The diamond was so small. Was shit, doesn't matter. He's. I thought Rules was pretty cool about this. Like, he broke up with this girl. He's like, over it. Like, really <I don't> <laughs> see you later. So right. She kept the diamond. He does call her the B word. But otherwise. Ah, well, you know. He's a tough guy. What can I say? But we learn her name is Eve Warren. Yes. And then that's when Brennan asks him about a scar on his hand, on Rules' hand. And he says he'd been shot and offers to show her more scars. And she's, like, super jazzed and wants to hang out with these rappers. And Boone's like, he's about to drop his pants need to leave. I know. And he's like, yeah, let's, let's check out your scars. And she wants to talk science and he wants to talk music. She's totally fascinated by this whole World that she's been introduced to She comments multiple times about Like throughout this episode And this is not the first time She's like I love this music <laughs> Like she's yeah. never heard rap music she's before She's like a middle aged woman like, oh, I really like this I music I really love this music It's, it's so, so interesting. Great. <laughs> I just love Drake <laughs> Booth is like really wants to leave He's like get out of here When Booth walks in though mm. And he like starts talking to rules And yeah. tries to like relate to him and he's, oh my god, he, like, <laughs> raps at him. He's so like, wise. so murder is waxy, because these are the rules, rules. Oh and I was my like, what? God, I didn't even no. make it. No. That's terrible. No. Jesus, Stop. <sighs> and it just, it, it obviously didn't, like, rules as standoffish as... Immediately after he says that, so then he tries a different approach because obviously that's not gonna work. Yeah, it's not gonna work. He cannot relate to him on that level. So in the car on the way back to the lab, maybe I think so. Booth starts doing his thing where he posits a scenario, and then (laughs) favorite part, Brennan basically says that every time Booth tries to posit a scenario, she says it's a waste of time because you're always wrong. Always wrong, and she hates psychology. She's like, why would you even bother? This is a waste of time. She's, like, over it. And I was like, sick burn, bro. But poor guy is like fine we'll just not talk for the rest of the time turns the music on and now it's rap music because she changed his (laughs) music she changed his it's just not not a good day for him but this this was our compulsory driving scene of course we have at least one driving scene in every episode oh right because we started talking Because he didn't want to talk to her about the case yes so then she starts talking about his vacation yes and how he needs to take a vacation he needs to yoga he needs to relax and and he's he's like well you need a vacation right. turns on the radio and it's rap music exactly It's funny. just not, not a good time for them. It's just <laughs> funny. They're like, I don't know. They're on two different levels in this one for sure. They seriously are. But they end up back at the lab somehow. Yes. They don't murder each other in the way. Mm-hmm. And the bones are now clean. I Zach guess... is analyzing the bones. This is DJ Mounts' bones. Yes, I guess they already boiled him. Yes, yeah, so they boiled him. <laughs> Ugh! Yikes! They boiled him like maybe some little. Unfortunately, he was boiled. <laughs> <laughs> and the beetles had some dinner. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so we see that he's looking through the bones. We learn a few things. We learn that the victim's head was forced in one direction. And then they talk about some damage to very specific bones that points to that. He has a slight indentation on his skull, which Brennan wants him to look more into because it looks like it could be a genetic abnormality, but it's such a weird shape that they're kind of like, okay, what is, what, what's, what is this? Mm-hmm. And we also learned that Zach takes his vacation only when Brennan takes his vacations. Yes. And his type of vacation is to go back home to see his family that makes fun of him for his job. And how many siblings does Zach have? Seven siblings, three brothers, and four sisters. That is insane. That's a huge family. Insane. I have one sister. When I found out that, I wrote it, I was like, he has seven siblings? Yeah, that's insane. And I feel like for his age and at that time, that's very uncommon. Yeah. There's... I feel like our like the younger generation. It's like they're they don't really have big families. Maybe like a generation above than they but have if he has bigger seven, families. He's in his twenties. He could potentially have a sibling that's thirty, yeah, or older even. Because yeah. like I look at Greg's family. Yeah, my partner has he's part one of six. Yes, and there's sixteen years between him and Johnny, the youngest. Yes, yeah. Seven yes. siblings is crazy. Huge, huge family. I wouldn't want a vacation with them either. No, it's too many people. Yeah. Also, do they all live together still? Like, did they all stay in Michigan, I guess? Oh they Live yeah. like Michigan also. Ugh. Yeah, no thanks. No, oh, not fine. no no shape. Sorry. Michigan's fine. It, 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 Michigan's fine. Michigan is fine, but just as Canadians, we just love our country so much, and anywhere else is... All right, so now what are we going Let's leave Zach behind. I mean, yes. just Yeah, I can't believe... So, speaking of siblings, we go and see Eve's brother. Eve's brother. Look at that segue. Mm-hmm. Um, so he is a... He owns a... It seems like he owns a dance studio. Yes, he does. He teaches underprivileged youth to dance to help try to keep them away from gangs. Mm-hmm. And we learn a couple things. Yes, we learned that George hasn't seen Eve since she dropped her daughter Maya off with him. Yes, about six weeks ago, mm-hmm. with some money to take care of her. Right, six weeks ago happens to be about the same timeline as when DJ Mount died. Exactly. Eve was a drug addict, but mm-hmm. she had cleaned herself up, was turning her life around, and George really believed that that was the case. Well, was, she's like a just. Uh, <clears throat> this is the problem. Drug addicts and alcoholics and anybody who has an addi- addiction issue. They're back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So it's very hard to love and live with and support someone who does that a lot. So he has a very tenuous relationship with this woman. Like, he loves her, but he has to also detach from her. Exactly. The other thing that you didn't mention is that George, her brother, is very, very handsome. He's very handsome. (laughs) I was like, wait, what did I not mention? He's hot. Mm -hmm. I, like... Okay, yeah, he, so we'll forgive him for not reaching out to the authorities for six weeks. Right, because he was used to her. Like, but it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you said, like he was in a position where she had relapsed before, and it seemed like things were getting better, and then she would disappear, with, and he would have the kid. Right. So he, he loves happens. He loves his niece. Loves much. his niece, wants yeah. the best for her, so yeah. he's like, you know what, this is the best environment for her, and when she cleans herself up, then she'll be back, and everything will be fine. Right. So he kind of gives her time doesn't know that dj mount has been murdered right doesn't watch the news and maybe he does but just missed those segments yeah um but he does confirm that eve and dj mount were dating mm. and that they intended to move away from dc to start a new life with with her daughter right but then booth tells him right yes then dj Mount was murdered and he, he does and now him. he's concerned now george is upset Yeah, because he's like, oh, okay, he was murdered six weeks ago. That's about the same timeline. She gave me money. Mm -hmm. And Booth is like, she gave you money. Mm. Can I buy that money? $2 for every $1. Is that? What a great scheme. Is that normal? I don't know. But, like, I would, wouldn't, you would think that these people would be inclined. Like, I'll buy every dollar you have that she gave you. $2. $2. To well, more. he didn't care. George said, sure, whatever. Yeah, but when I would I... give all the cash that you have, even yeah, like every, every, single, every single, single penny. $10,000 uh, $10, here. I just need to go to the bank and grab that uh, cash. I'll just grab that <laughs> cash for you. Be right back. No, but well <laughs> given the way they examine the money, I don't think that would fly. No, but, it wouldn't, but still. Yeah, so they, apparently to examine the money they as an incentive to give it up, this is what they do. That's really fascinating to me. That's and, kinda like, cool. I didn't research whether or not they did that. I'm not sure. It seems like it seems like maybe I would think just one for one. It seems legit two to one, but you'd think like he'd want to solve the why his sister's missing Well yeah George doesn't care though So So you'd think he'd just give it one for one And he would have just given the money anyway Booth just wants But Booth is being generous be, given the he Maybe because kid. of the kid yeah, yeah Exactly. So he gets the money and they end up back at the lab Right And back at the Jeffersonian Booth is talking to Hodgins And analyzing the cash And he believes that the cash Is in fact a match For the meth found with D.J. Mount behind the wall but he does say, which is kind of odd for Hodgins, he says that you should still get your FBI experts to confirm, but based on my own analysis, it seems to be the case. And he's, and then we get into this fun little scenario yes. where Booth is like, okay, I tried it on Brennan. Right. She doesn't like to talk about scenarios. Yeah. Let's try Hodgins. <laughs> I love it. Booth and Hodgins. Hodgens! Hodgins! Hodgins! <laughs> Have a -a tête-à-tête, I called it. They do talking, and Booth is trying to get Hodgins to help him figure out what happened, and like Hodgins is not like registering. Like he just doesn't like to play this game. Yeah, he's like, I'm a bug and slime dude, man. Like this is where I'm happy. Don't bother me. Don't bother me. Conjecture. Like I don't need to think about the story. I just need to think about like the thing I'm looking at right now. It's like no fun. Yeah, exactly. So. Well, ultimately, he does help, though, and Mm. they come up with a scenario that um, Eve was using D.J. Mount to get his drugs and money and then wound up um, killed after dropping her daughter and the money off with her brother. Because I I guess there's this idea in in their minds that Eve must be dead because she wouldn't just ditch her daughter completely. Right. Yeah, it is like all conjecture at this point. Complete conjecture. Yeah. I'm with Brennan. Like, we need a little bit more evidence. Yeah, I think there needs to be. It's too muddy right now, murky. So, the next scene we have Angela making really bad computer reenactments of the night in question. What happened to the (laughs) angulator? We're just looking at a computer. Like, we're (laughs) looking at a simulation (laughs) run on her computer instead of the angulator. She is a genius! Yes. But. Um, They figure out that. DJ Mount chased Eve behind the wall. Yes. It got more and more narrow behind the wall, and her belly button ring came off. Yeah. Then Mount, DJ Mount, got caught in the wall and looked back because someone showed up or someone was chasing him. Yes. So there was a third person. They don't know who this third person is, yes. but there's definitely a third person here. Yes. And they need to figure that out. So they, they realize that, Eve couldn't have killed DJ Mount. Right. Because of the way that his head was facing, she couldn't have been the one to suffocate him with the meth. So it kind of makes sense. And Booth and Brennan are really grossed out by the whole belly button getting ripped out of her stomach thing. And it wouldn't be a Bones episode if Booth's sniper pass didn't come up. Mm. So we have our quick mention about how he shot a lot of people in his time. And belly button thing makes him nauseous too. Brittany, you are a genius magic woman. I didn't even notice that. I normally notice all since you pointed, references. Yeah, since you've pointed it out, that in belts, I've been on top of it. I was too crazy about this next scene. hmm This you go, I can't. Okay. My breath. Well we're <sighs> back at FBI headquarters. <sighs> Booth is interrogating Oaks. Paul's bodyguard. Paul's oh, bodyguard, which we now know his name is Oakes. That's what we learn in this episode, oh, and he is da 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 oh, an undercover FBI agent. He's an undercover brother. <laughs> so that's why he gave the look. He's we were played, talking about listen, back in scene he, three. He's played by Morris Chestnut. Okay, he's, he's a great name. Gorgeous. It's he's. This is a beautiful man. Chestnut is like. Almost the color of his skin. Like, his last name is the same color. Like, he's so beautiful. I've never seen a man so smooth in my life. <laughs> this is a very beautiful man. I want to touch him. <laughs> I want to touch his skin. <laughs> so hot. I'm sorry, but it's like, wow. He does have very nice skin. Like, what What was David thinking <laughs> scene with this guy? Probably want him to he's touch totally his like, skin. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't. Can I touch your skin? Seriously, so they do have a bit of a moment. Like oh, yeah. they, it's like almost a mutual respect, but also like a, like a little like, I caught you. You didn't tell me you were FBI. I figured it out myself. Yes. And but this guy Oakes is actually very helpful. He's on a task force investigating yeah. the links between the urban music business and some gang activity. Mm-hmm. So he knows everything there is to know about Randall Hall, who mm-hmm. is actually Terrence Baskin. Carol Baskin's last <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> he will be in the Tiger King sequel. Oh my god! No, he won't. But anyway, I I've never heard the last name Baskin until Tiger Tiger King. Tiger King, and now it's everywhere. And now I now I'm seeing it everywhere. It's like how when Mark got a jeep, mm-hmm. now I see jeeps, jeeps everywhere. Jeeps are everywhere. But before then, I didn't know anyone had a jeep. So yeah. anyway. So, yeah, this is where Oak says he's all involved, heavily undercover. He knows everything. Knows it all. And then um, he doesn't think D.J. Mount... He wouldn't have... um, Oh, that's it. He doesn't think Hall killed D.J. Mount. Because he doesn't get his hands dirty. He doesn't get his hands dirty, even though he got ripped off for a mountain of meth and Uh, a ton of cash the night that D.J. Mount disappeared. He doesn't think Hall would have done it because... Like you said, he doesn't get his hands dirty, but he also doesn't think DJ Mount would steal meth. No. Because, quote, Mount was into Jesus. Yeah. Not chalk. Yeah. Just as his father said. Yes. His father knew his son. Yes, very well. And this is where I wrote, Oaks is smooth all over young. I just wrote the plot thick. (laughs) Same, same. And I also asked, (laughs) why does Booth hate Oaks? (laughs) I feel like they don't hate each other. They it's just a, like... They're antagonistic, though. Yeah, it's like weird, like... But Oakes is like... Oaks is like, next time you see me, make sure you punch me. And he's like, oh. Oh. I'll get an excuse to punch you. Punch you. Don't you worry. You can yes. count on it. Yes. So... Yeah, okay, there is, like, a little bit of, like, a rivalry or something there. It's yeah, so they have an interesting chemistry. Again, yeah. David has chemistry with everybody. He really does, actually. I really, yeah, I, I have picked up on that, and especially since you said it. Mm. But Oaks is in the next scene, too, so don't yes, worry. Yes, we'll still yes. see him. They're back at the club now. Booth and Brennan are questioning Hall. Oates is... Oh, Oaks. 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 Hall and Oaks is sitting nearby at a table reading a newspaper mm-hmm. kind of odd but that's fine yes. and Hall is like yes okay I was Terrence Baskin but that was my past I'm 100% clean now this is my life now I'm into my record label I don't do drugs mm-hmm. I don't do gang banging right But let me give you this new piece of information, because the last piece of information I gave you was so good. DJ Mount and DJ Rules were rivals, like I said, Mm -hmm. and DJ Rules built a studio for himself in Port Cement the day after DJ Mount disappeared. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And maybe I'm not, I'm just, I'm just thinking maybe if you were to look there, you might find Eve buried there. Yeah. Yeah. So who is this guy? Yeah. <laughs> Who, Hall or Rules? Hall. Hall, yeah. He's like, so he's like piecing out information like, like little this. by little. Yeah, it's weird. So yeah, so I'm just, I can't read my writing right now. Um, like I've made lots of spelling mistakes in my notes, so I'm just trying to figure <laughs> That's it okay. out. So basically, Brendan or Booth, uh, they go back to the studio, right? Yes. And Booth wishes he could find her body if she's dead. Yes. And he thinks it's in the club somewhere. And then Brennan offers her help. Yes. So, next scene, we are introduced to a dog named Tootie. Named Tootie. Who maybe toots a lot. You <laughs> think it's Tootie? I put no, t- just, like Tootie. No, he's just. It's T-O-T-T-I-E, I think. Really? Yes. But only oh. because of the subtitles. Oh, but maybe. Maybe it's the way that you spelled it. It could Who be. Knows? Who knows? But he is a big drooling cadaver dog. And See, he's so I it was cute. A female. Could be. I said she's a cadaver dog. Could be. Oh, Brittany Agent and I Booth, are fighting. Oh no. Agent Booth at one point is like he, she, I don't know. His okay, no, his I have the script in front of me.
1: <laughs> oh helps. god,
0: here we go. The, yeah. The handler named Maggie mm-hmm. says he drools a little. Yes. And then is <laughs> so mean to Booth because she, Booth is like oh. Booth unsure just, about this dog he doesn't like the dog <laughs> at all which you know come on booth it, yeah he drools a lot but it's not like it's your personal home well he's just being all a jerk. yeah he's a total jerk and the trainer is so incensed at booth's attitude <laughs> towards the dog and i would be if it was me i'd be like bush, 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 bush. i would want to pet that dog so oh 100 percent. he was huge but very cute but did you catch on that maggie this like handler is like You know, your eyes are kind of close together, but I don't comment on it. (laughs) Yeah, my dog has some issues, but, like, lay off, buddy. I know, but it's like Booth's never had an animal in his whole life. Exactly. This type of dog, I believe the breed is called Dog de Bordeaux. It's a particular breed of dog. Have you ever seen the movie Turner and Hooch? Yes. Yes, that's the dog. Okay. It's the same type of dog. It's got very jowly, yes. red colored, and it does drool a cute. lot. <laughs> not my kind of dog, but I mean, I would never not pet it or True. pay attention to it. Yes. I bet you they're the cutest puppies. And they probably don't shed a lot mm. because I feel like they're not that furry. That's a lie. Uh, short-haired you dogs think? are worse, I think, Oh, no. Dogs. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> We've all learned something here Short-haired today. dogs, like the hair gets it's small and it gets embedded in everything. Oh, so your and you can't get it like everywhere. It's tiny hairs everywhere. Oh, I get so irritated. Listen, I grew up with lots of dogs. Okay. So you ask me. Ask me anything. I will ask you all the <laughs> things. Okay. So 2D's great, though. 2D? Yes, yeah, what'd she do? Um, well, almost immediately, he lays down and finds a body. Well, we assume, because laying down is the sign that yes. he's found a body. Yes. And that's enough for them to actually get a proper warrant to jackhammer. I guess that we're spared the warrant getting and the jackhammering. Yeah. And we're already back to, we have a body. Yes. I did have a question though. Yes. I know cadaver dogs are pretty incredible, Mm -hmm. but do you think that this dog was based on a real life, like a real life dog from the real life Temperance Brennan? Possibly. There's so many cadaver dogs. And that's the thing about Booth's attitude they the FBI uses cadaver dogs all the time. Yeah, I would think so. So I don't know why he was acting like an idiot. I don't know, but I, I just found it like the the things that this dog did were quite incredible. Mm-hmm. They they give examples. They said that they that Tootie mm-hmm. found a dead body wrapped in plastic under under concrete after four years. Yeah, they're very like, good. That's amazing. They've used them. Some... Okay, so I was listening to a podcast. It's, okay, I, this is Kelly talks about podcasts. Um, <laughs> on her podcast. It's on her podcast. Canadian uh, show called Someone Knows Something. Okay. I listen to true crime stuff. So yeah. uh, they used cadaver dogs for stuff that was like many years old, like 20 years old. Okay. I'm trying to find like That's amazing. remnants of things in the woods or underwater even. They yeah. Were, I guess they're sensitive and they're trained. And... Just like a pregnant woman. Yes. Well... <laughs> I'll ask you lots of questions. I'm sure that there's lots of things going on. I only say that because I had a candle lit when Kelly got here, and I couldn't keep it lit So <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, that's overwhelming." I can yeah. barely <laughs> you that can barely think. Candles are quite something. It was a bit they, much. It was ruining our popcorn smell. So it was. I can I can smell the popcorn. No, yeah, it's important to smell popcorn. Sorry. Okay. Okay. okay we're we? We're back at the lab now. Back at the lab. This cadaver. Is still wearing boots, very big boots.
1: Yes. And uh,
0: Brennan asked Zach to clean the bones, and he's being kind of a brat about it. Yes, he is. Why? I'm not really sure. Why was he doing that? I feel like because he he was like we've already confirmed that this is Eve Warren through dental records. Oh, he just like, doesn't. He's like so he doesn't want to clean the bones, but she's like I want you to clean the bones because on the off chance that remember that that little itty bitty mark we found on the skull right on the off chance that we can clean the bones and find that mark on eve's body anywhere then it would prove that it's not a genetic abnormality or like a condition based on genes like it would prove that it could be some sort of clue or piece of evidence that they could use to determine who the killer is or convict, and he's like, me, 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 I don't want to do that. I need to be in mean a breath. <laughs> let's skip that and go to the next more important part, okay? Okay. Tessa shows up. Yeah. She's. Okay. She's such a nice lady. I love Tessa. Angela is talking to Tessa, She's which is a worst. very bad idea. We, You should never let Angela talk to your girlfriends. Ever. Never. She's such a huge cock blocker. I, I called her, I said, huge. She, what an asshole I said about her in my notes. <laughs> So she just said troublemaker, but yeah, same same thing. Yeah, so apparently she's bringing Booth an extra shirt or a clean shirt or something because he's been wearing the same one or something. Or he wore it jackhammering. Jackhammering. Or, sorry, my mouth is way too far from the microphone. Yeah, okay. Jackhammering. Or, like, maybe, yeah, maybe they've been working too long. And maybe he anyway, maybe he forgot to wear deodorant. She, she, For some reason, she's there with a the new shirt. Angela starts freaking Tessa and Booth out by talking to them about living together. When Tessa's so excited about their trip to Jamaica. She's like telling Angela, she's like, yeah, we're going to make, I can't wait, I'm so excited, I'm so pumped. Can I talk about how mad I Please. am at Booth and the Please, tell sisters. me everything, I'm going to shut up. so mad at Booth here, because she brings him this frickin' shirt, and of course we get like a quick flash of David, a little bit shirtless, not too shirtless. I don't think he was in like angel shape at this point, like he probably gets in better shape later on, but regardless, he's always in good shape, I love David, you can still come on our show, okay? <laughs> um. So Yeah. Booth gives Tessa a shitty kiss Goodbye She interrupted her day To get him a Fucking shirt And then Booth gives her this dirty shirt To take back with her I was mad because he kisses her goodbye And then he gives her the dirty shirt He gives her his dirty shirt I don't think they even noticed that But Take your own fucking shirt Especially since they don't live together it in your car and bring it home yourself Yeah sorry neighbors no, it's fine. So mad at Booth for doing that. <laughs> that I didn't even notice that he did that. I just felt like it was such an awkward scene because Angela needs to mind her damn business. Uh. Like, they're so excited about this trip. And she's like, oh, I guess you're ready for the pre-shacking up test vacation. Like, no, this is not a pre-shacking up test vacation. This is a vacation that's deeply needed by both parties. And they're like, what? First The next of all, step is living together? First of all. oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> this shows me that Tessa and Booth's relationship is not a good foundation. Does not have a good foundation. Yes, it's getting this disrupted by this stupid cock blocker asshole Angela. Yes. Okay. And I was just mad because I was like, "Do your own laundry, Booth." <laughs> <laughs> That—that's the real takeaway here. Ugh, so, brother, if you're interrupts. not living with your girlfriend. Don't yeah. give her your well, shirt no, don't to even... take home. Dad, Keep extra shirts at the office. Don't make her that interrupt too. her workday to bring yes. you a shirt. And that goes back to what we've talked about before. How far are these places from each other? How long did she drive oh to get there? Oh, God. That's the whole other thing. Yeah. Like, all this commuting. Anyway. Too much. Brennan interrupts the booth shirtless party. And Even though she... Sorry. she, no. she uh, This bothered me so because much that what? she went up to see him. Yes. Because in the last scene, she finds out that Tessa's there with Booth, dropping off a shirt. Dropping off a shirt is not a long process. Right. Brennan, how urgent is the information you need to tell him? Can you not wait the five minutes for him she's, to come back down she's to the lab? Very self centered. Is she in love with him? Well I'm not there, but I just think like okay hey guys, the the shirtless party's over. Yes. Yeah, just leave him alone already. This poor guy. Anyway, sorry, I interrupted. You were talking no, about. No, I was maybe. just trying to move forward. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I I'm uh, stuck on this. It's okay. was so I'm irritated. mad at the laundry, okay? <laughs> but Brennan shows up. And I it what it happens. happens. I got triggered. I'm sorry. <laughs> Brennan shows up and interrupts and says, I'm, The body's Eve's. But so, I don't think Rules killed her. Well, it just turns out, like, I didn't write down all the details, but she was killed pretty terribly. Yes, and uh, then the next scene we have rules in an interrogation room with Booth and Brennan. Booth starts negotiating with rules about information uh, because they don't. They figure he he didn't kill her because of his hand and everything. He wasn't exactly. Yeah, he wasn't strong enough to hold her back and also suffocate her. So they start doing this hilarious thing that I thought was really funny. Like Booth and Rules start like negotiating, like, "Okay, give me some information, and I'll put you in jail." And Brennan is like, is this opposite day? Like, what is going on? Can't, no, you can't just put him in jail because he wants to go to jail. He wants to go to jail because he was brought into the interrogation room and it, and people will know that. And he wants the clout. He wants yes. to, yeah, yeah, I spent a night in jail or exactly. like, whatever. And I love, this is a running gag through this whole episode where they ask... Brennan says something really obtuse and stupid like she doesn't understand something normal yeah. and everyone asks like where did you find this woman I wrote that down too where did you find the her? museum find her I found her at the museum <laughs> so that's Booth's answer every time somebody asks where did you find her <laughs> there's a couple times it happens too yeah it happened before with Randall I yeah think. where did you get her and Oh, everybody asks it in a different cadence. They ask it in a different way. And he always says, museum. Yeah. (laughs) Which makes sense. I thought it was really funny. I thought so, too. It's a really good running bit. I thought it was really funny. It was very subtle, but... So what what does Rules tell us? So Rules gives us some good information, actually. Mm -hmm. We find out that DJ Mount was planning to change record labels. Mm -hmm. And all he needed was some money to buy himself back. This is... This is why um, Rules asked the question, where did you find her? Because he's like, Yeah, Mount was going to jump. She's like, You mean commit suicide? <laughs> like, no, jump record labels. <laughs> like, what? Okay, anyway. Anyway. Yes. And then we also find out that the day after even DJ Mount disappeared, Hall built DJ Rules' studio and took it out of his money. So even though Hall was like, Yeah, DJ Rules built a new studio, why would Hall say that? Like, Hall you- is the one who organized everything. But why would Hall say that to the FBI agent, knowing that it's so easy to find out Yeah, who was in charge of that whole decision? Exactly. Well, I think that if he hadn't hurt his wrist, I think that Hall overlooked the fact that DJ Mountain had a a weak wrist. Mm -hmm. Because if he hadn't hurt his wrist, then it may have looked like DJ Rules did kill her. Yes. But. But what? That wasn't the case. No, and Bab, unfortunately, he died. So <laughs> back on. at the lab, Zach showed shows Brennan a mark on Eve's skull. She has an identical mark on her skull that uh, DJ Mount has. And then Booth starts guessing what happened. He thinks that Mount, uh, DJ Mount, and Eve Warren uh, have this. So sorry, he starts guessing what happened, and that basically they have the same mark on their skulls. Booth's freaking out, claiming that Hall is to blame. He yes. storms out of the lab saying he's going to spread pain. And Brennan yells, wait, wait for me. I want to spread pain too. <laughs> She's literally running out of the lab She's after such him. such a nerd in this episode. So they're going to go confront Hull because he's like enough is enough. Like we don't have enough information to actually arrest him, but screw this. At least I can bother him at least. Now they're at Hull's club. This is great. Great scene also this is we have oaks back here oh my smooth <laughs> delicious chocolatey friends speaking of chocolate oh, brownies brownies are gonna happen soon okay <laughs> we're almost done what's happening what's going on so they get there both booth and brennan get to hall's club and they're confront confronting hall with their theory that he killed both dj mount and eve warren mm-hmm and Hall jabs his cane into Booth, threatening him by telling him he isn't gonna that he isn't somebody that Booth wants to mess with. Mm-hmm. And at this point, Brennan looks at the cane and realizes that this cane is what caused the marks that they found on DJ Mount's skull and on E's sternum. Mm-hmm. He's like she's like, okay. Like really keeping an eye on this. Yes. Booth pushes Hall, mm-hmm. takes his cane, mm-hmm. punches Oaks, finally yes. gets that opportunity. Yes. Pulls out he grabs the gun from Oaks, disarms him. Brennan takes the gun. Now Brennan's pointing the gun at Oaks. Yes. And um, Booth is pointing the cane at um, Hull. And he's about to crack it in half. And Brennan is like, stop what you're doing. Save the cane. I need that for evidence. I love it. So yeah, Brennan wants, wants the chain, cane to check it out. Booth arrests Hall and has an exchange with Oaks. And they were, like, smiling at each other, and I wrote, they love each other! They do! Aww! I wonder, will we ever see him again? Because oh he is part of FBI. gay porn like that <laughs> Wow. I'm more thinking just at the office, but yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. But, yeah, he's like, I better gonna, not I'm let you get place, my gun again. I'm just in a place of porn <laughs> today. I don't know what's wrong with me. Kelly really likes uh, oaks. Oh my God! <laughs> Listen, I, I'm not the only one. Come on, Morris Chestnut. <laughs> mm. <laughs> All right, we're back at the Jeffersonian. Back at the lab. Poor Zach. Zach and Hodgins! What happens? They're performing an experiment with the cane and the mirror to figure out impact and the sort, sort of mark that a cane like, very unique cane like this would leave on a hard surface. So what is Zach's all dressed up in like a weird mirror type uh suit and Hodgins is gonna run at him and hit him really hard with the cane in anyway. Zach's upset about this. I situation. feel so bad for Zach. Also, Hodgins calls himself vigorous and burly in oh this episode. God, he's the smallest man. You wanna he talk is about so small taking someone in a ring. Yeah. Honey. I would I'm betting on you. Honey, <laughs> you could take him, Brett, in your current state, in my current pregnancy. <laughs> All you have to do is like swing your hand a little bit sideways, you fall over. He's not vigorous and burly. He's not vigorous and burly. And poor Zach gets the crap beat out of him by Hodgins with this cane. Uh huh. They they do confirm that the cane was yes. what made that mark on DJ skull and Eve's sternum. So uh-huh. they have the evidence that they need to put him away for good. But what is Angela doing during this episode? Uh, Angela, what is this scene? Angela, I find out in this scene that Angela has Tessa's phone number. I kind of <sighs> missed that, but oh boy. Angela called Tessa to recommend places in Jamaica, and I wrote, liar. Angela is the worst. Liar, did, she did not call to give her recommendations, she called to be a nosy Nelly. One hundred percent. So she found out that Tessa has decided not to go to Jamaica with Booth, but then she's like, "It was Booth's decision, probably, because it's always the guy." Right. Like, no, this is an independent woman. I this think is, she can make her own decisions as well. Yeah, Angela claims it's always the guy who balks, and then she goes over the dating. Yes. Stages. Six stages. Yes. Of Dude, dating. What are they? First stage: spend the night. One. Second stage. Spend the weekend. Two. Third stage exchange keys. Okay. Fourth stage sexy weekend getaway. Four. Extended vacation is step five. Apparently they got this far. But then step six is moving in together. And they're a little nervous about that. I don't I don't understand any of this. I think Angela's an idiot. So Brennan doesn't yeah. think Booth was against any of it. And Angela says it's always the guy who balks. I I cannot tell Angela's intentions yet or Uh her motivations. I have no idea. But, like, I can't, I I just don't know why she is so set on. Breaking these people up. Yes, making sure that Booth is single. Why? I don't know. Why can't Booth be happy? Tess is a perfectly fine specimen of a woman. She just seems so She's beautiful and nice and she brought him a freaking clean shirt. What more do you want? Brennan would never do that. Brennan will never do that. Anyway, Hodgins. Thank God for Hodgins. I don't think I can't believe I just said that because <laughs> he interrupted. It's the, on the record. This stupid girl talk. To confirm that the cane's a match, exactly like you were saying earlier. Yeah. To the marks on Mount and Eve. Now, okay, you have to suspend your disbelief here because that's crazy to me. Yes. That he hit this them tiny in exactly the same way. Like this tiny mark. Both times. Oh my God. Hard enough that it made. A bone indentation. Of course, he's mad because they have to take this information and send it to the FBI and to confirm it. Exactly. And he's like, well, what's wrong with our information? I know, but Brennan's super collaborative. Yeah. She's, She's like feeling oh, good. We gotta do it. We gotta do it. Now we have our our little final scene. Our little final scene. in our favorite place. Wong Fu. Woohoo! <laughs> and yet another drink that Booth won't finish. He's drinking some kind of tropical drink. Yes. has paper umbrella. And then, uh, Brennan sidles up to him next to the, uh, next to him at the bar. And, uh, she's pretending like she doesn't know that Tess is not going to Jamaica. Oh, I feel so bad for Booth. I feel, this is terrible. I, like at the end of the this scene, I have questions, but he seems really bummed about this. He seems so sad. And he even comments that like, They talk about vacations in general. He kind of mentions, okay, yeah, I'm going on this vacation by myself. And he says, like, it's different when you go on a vacation by yourself or when you go with people. Because if you go with people, you joke about not going back. You laugh about it. But ultimately, you get your butts back on the plane Mm -hmm. together. Right. When you go by yourself, then you kind of start thinking about not coming back. Yeah. And Brennan kind of brushes it off and is just like, okay, well, I'm going to see you next week, right? He walks know, away, smiles. Really, yeah. yeah. like I was like, what does this ending mean? I thought when he says, when he asks her, do you like to go on vacation? I thought he was going to ask her. I thought for sure he was going to ask her. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, they're going to go on their first vacation Talk together. Talk about they rebound. They're, st- they're skipping straight to step wow, five. Wow, step five. <laughs> Amazing. So I said, what does this ending mean when you're alone, the world is full of possibilities? So I yeah. said, did they break up? That's, I was kind of thinking that maybe they did, but then I, I'm not sure. I'm just so confused. They're just going through like a tough spot because he doesn't say that they broke up. No. He just says that something came up for her at work. Yeah. I was like, so like, what is the status of the relationship? Like he's bummed, but like, it's a work thing. It's fine. Like we're fine. I think. We'll find out. I don't know. But I want to mention something. I'm I'm just going to say real time. I'm going to now. Okay. Before we end like talk about what we think. I'm gonna show you a photograph. Okay. That I took of our friend, David. This is not Mr. Chestnut? No, he's okay. sitting at the bar with Brennan and he has a tattoo on his wrist and I can't figure out what it says. That is a scribble. But I don't know what it says. I think he actually does a hood. We have to find out. I think he- David. He has a tattoo But I don't think it actually looks like that I wonder if they tried to like Tell me it. what this says Okay I'm looking it up I'm sure somebody knows But look he's got He's all sad Look I took another Yeah picture, But I zoomed in Is this like a new Okay I'm looking it up I can't tell what it says Wrist tattoo he tried to read it from both ways He has a kanji tattoo on each wrist One means soul And the other means destiny and his wife soul. Jamie has the same tattoos. Soul and destiny. Soul and destiny. But he, what kind of tattoo? They're called Kanji. K N J I? Oh, what's Kanji? Is that Japanese? I'm not sure. I'm sorry, that was racist. I have no Two idea. Two wrist tattoos. Oh, I also took pictures of Morris' chest. But one means soul. Other means destiny, and I'm not surprised you took The reason photos. I did that is because I'm going to put them on our Instagram page yes. as references because I also have photographs of Angela's outfit at the beginning of the show where she looks like a, a 90s college girl. Yes. <laughs> She's wearing like the tank top with the longer <laughs> tank top underneath.
1: <laughs> yes. Oh my God. I definitely sported that hideous. look.
0: What a hideous purse. It what a weird jeans. tattoo though. I can't help but look at it. Oh my anyway, god! Look it's, at this it's a little squiggly. Oh, also I forgot to mention. Uh, during the show, I was I looked up. You know, on Prime when you can arrow up and look and see who's in the scene and the actors. Yes. Yeah. So I did that when Morris Chestnut was in the scene with Hall in the first interview with Booth. Yeah. And it said he was Doctor Daniel Goodman. No. I was like, he said he was Jonathan Adams, and I was like. Oh boy! Much? Like it's not only the most racist That's not good. episode, but IMDb was being or whatever Prime was being freaking racist too because they couldn't tell them apart. He wasn't in this episode. He, he is so beautiful. What has he been choice. in recently? I feel like I've seen him in he something has his own show. I think I'm just gonna look him up. Morris We're just looking up things he on IMDb. It's yeah. So funny. The thing I wanted to mention. Oh, I'll ask you. What did you think of this show? I like this episode. I thought it was actually, I thought it was pretty funny. I thought it, it was, to me, it was very obvious that Hall killed, um, well, we ended up, we determined that there's two victims, but it was obvious that he was the killer to me. Yes. Just because that actor is always the villain. Always. (laughs) Always. And also, he had a cane, and it just, there was something about him that I was like, this is a bad guy. It's kind of nice, though, because... We were try. They tried to misdirect us so many times, and we did eventually get there. I don't know. What did you think? What do I say? Listen, this stack, this uh, sorry, this cast was stacked with it was hot working black actors that I (laughs) friggin. Love and Morris Chestnut. I'm just looking him up. I thought he had his own show called Rosewood. That's it. It's Rosewood. Like this, that was good. Yeah, where he plays like a cop or something. Yes, but it got it got canceled after three seasons, seasons. I think, it says, but it crime. was good. But he's in another show on Prime, I think, called Goliath with um, oh, it's Thornton, um, Billy Bob. Okay. Yeah, Thornton, and then he's on a ton. Like his guy, I'm getting. I'm gonna tell you, I'm he stays busy. I'm he's always you. on the resident. Working man. I'm talking since the '80s, man. Like late '80s, early '90s, he's been around. Boys in the Hood. Come on. He's come on. He's done it all. Anyway, so movies hot. and TV shows. So hot. Let's see how old he is. Stand by. So did you like the episode? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Circling back. <gasps> is Greg. He's 52. Is he really? Oh, He looks very good for his age. You come on! Don't crack, I'm telling you. <laughs> smooth! Anyway, very smooth. I love the characters. Yeah. When Bokeen walked in with that cane. I was like, as if he wasn't the villain. Come on. <laughs> when he was telling those sob stories about DJ Mount being a drug addict. Oh, yeah. And all this crap. I was like, you're a bad act." Like, he was being a bad yeah. actor. Like, a good actor being a bad actor. 100%. It was just fun, fun, fun. The whole meth scene. Of course, I'm... Hodgins was less annoying. The, I, this is problematic to me because Hodgins... So, I, I do. I've watched all... Every episode. So... I know for a fact that when this show finishes, mm. I love Hodgins and I love Angela. Okay. But at the moment, mm. Hodgins yes. growing on me, Angela ought going the wrong way. Uh, I am annoyed with her right now. I'm annoyed with Angela too, and it's not her necessarily the actress's fault. It's the character yes. that's writing it. it's just... the character's fault. Hundred percent. The actress is great. She does a good job. Yeah, they're not just not doing her any favors. Yes. And Hodgins gets worse before he gets better. Yeah. I'm just gonna say that. Yes, right now. I feel like he's at that point right now where it's like he's kind of leveled off. Like I don't hate him. I don't love him. He's just he's there. He's interesting. Everything's mm-hmm. fine. Right. Right. Yeah. Right but I, do. I love both of them at by the end of the show I love both of them. Okay, well, it's good to know. If I'll they last in the end, heart. maybe they get written off. I don't know. Who I don't knows? want to be a spoiler. Oh, what I was going to say about right. So Bo Keen. Yes. Tell me more. I could talk about him all day. But okay. He was in The Sopranos. He did an episode of Sopranos in 1999. Was he really? I remember I vaguely I looked it up on I he was there and I was like I vaguely remember like he's like a background of, like Tony refers to him very, like, flippantly as okay. a dude. But I wanted to talk about the director of this episode. Okay. Did I like, so I'll answer your question. Did I like the episode? I I liked it like I like them all. I Yes. You know, these adventures are fun. I love how they get into these situations. Like, they would never have found this body. Yes. If Brennan and Angela hadn't gone out that night dancing. And if that guy hadn't touched her arm. Well, exactly. So she would around hose kick him. Right. the wall. So, then we would never have a case. Exactly. You know what I mean? And that guy would just still be there, and nobody would know where he was. Crazy, right? Uh, The director, Tanya McKiernan. Okay. Woman. Yes. Director. Very seasoned. Has been directing for, since the 90s, she's been directing. Oh, wow. She's directed, like so many shows it's insane and including like, ncis okay i think she did csi she's done so many things but the thing that i thought was interesting was she directed a few episodes of warehouse 13 which is filmed here in toronto okay and i know a woman who worked on that show the whole time i am so like so few people removed from david <laughs> We could David come on our show. Yes. Well <laughs> we could talk to the director and say, So how no, was it? Like, do you have his number? <laughs> you know? Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> I sound. That's crazy, though. You sound insane. No, it. I'm just joking. You sound excited. I'm just. I think I'm. That's, that's really kind of cool, though. Like that, you are that you know people that work on these shows and movies and stuff. Well, like anything filmed in Toronto, I have a few people that I know. There's one person I know in sound. Another person, this woman in particular, so cool. I've known. She does costume costumes for shows. Okay. Amazing. I know another woman. She's a stunt woman. What? And a stunt rigor. So I know. She does lots of shows in Toronto. So. That's so cool. Yeah, it's really cool. That's awesome. Maybe well, they you can be on our show. Well, you know people too, Brittany. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah, yes. no, I'd love to get... Like, if we get any connect, like tangential <laughs> oh, connections for sure. in these episodes, I'll bring them on here, no 100%. problem. 100%. That would be awesome. Ah! This is All great. Right. So, I think that's pretty good. Thank you for listening, everybody, to Squidcast. <laughs> <Whoop>. <laughs> I would say... This is where we normally say check us out on social media, but I'm not going to bother doing any of that. I can tag that later on, and, you know, we'll worry about that later. Yes. What's that sound? We'll get there. That is the sound of our fridge making ice. Oh and I he has a fancy uh, new fridge that makes I do. crazy digital ice it makes water. ice for me <laughs> i love ice in my water <laughs> you and greg i tell you I'm like so twing, great twing, 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 twing. Anyway. <laughs> it's not great in the middle of the night but it's oh, great when it's, when it's not the middle of the night all right what do you say thanks again Thank and we'll you. see you next time on Squidcast. Woo! thanks for listening to Squidcast with me kelly booth and my and your new friend Brittany elsner the Bones theme is performed by The Crystal Method. They can be found on Instagram and YouTube at The Crystal Method and at TheCrystalMethod.com. Intro and outro music is by Twisterium at Pixabay. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Squintcast. Email us at SquintcastPodcast at gmail.com. You can find me at FabEmpire underscore underscore on Instagram and TikTok. Brittany can be found at britney 81523 on Instagram. See you next time. Hodgins!